Hey everybody, welcome to the Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. Matt Michaels, along with Sin City Steve, uh, Rob Balsaleri, and George Moza. Uh, we are doing count number two here um, for our three count, which is lasting two weeks. So uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty talk about, about WrestleMania is going two days. We're going uh, fucking two weeks with this show. Two weeks. Yeah, my story was on the last night of the count, so it's more relevant. <laughs> yeah, just saying, you know, it was on the final on the Sunday night. You know, that's the important one. Mm. Your, your pay, your pay is still uh, the NXT contract. So, oh Jesus Christ! Hey, well, you know what? That means I get to leave, Wait. go to AEW, be disappointed. I get to leave in one month, not three. Wait, Wait. you're you're fucking you're fucking getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> What? The surprise is that George is getting more than any of you guys. So my contract. Yeah, gonna have to get a better agent. All right. So count so wait, he gets paid, and I have to have the backdrop. They took me freaking three months to figure out to the backdrop. <laughs> uh, you always get the backwash. Oh, backdrop, backdrop. Sorry. Oh. Mm. Mm. All right. So count number two. Uh, we were uh, talking about uh, Kevin Dunn, um, and this comes from PW Torch. Uh, Kevin Dunn, closest ally to Vince McMahon, dating back to the 1980s, departs WWAE. Details on circumstances le and lead up to the decision. Uh, Kevin Dunn, age 68, one of the most influential contributors to the visual appearance and overall presentation of WWE television for decades, ended his tenure with the WWE as of the end of 2023. Nick Khan issued a statement internally to WWE staff uh, after 40 plus years of helping to build WWE and hands down the best production and media unit in the entire sports and entertainment business, Kevin Dunn will be leaving our company as of today. Khan detailed Dunn's contributions, including producing TV, WWE, uh, WWE TV, even before the first WrestleMania, being part of the evolution of the distribution of WWE's product and syndication and cable and closed circuit and cable pay-per-views. Khan said they are forever grateful to Kevin and that he would always be part of the WWE family. Um, PW Torch has heard that a final replacement for Dunn hasn't been determined yet, but Brian Fatum will probably occupy his seat in the truck with Marty Miller involved in directing of the show. Uh, there was no falling out. Uh, this was more of a decision that seemed inevitable, if not imminent after the departure of Vince McMahon from WWE creative. All right. So that's the gist of what uh, is going on in uh, the creative world of WWE. Uh, Steve, uh, you kind of brought this up. What are your uh, initial thoughts on this? So it, it, seemingly every, every remnant of a previous bygone era is being eliminated from the WWE ecosystem. Um, it's, it's pretty astounding um, that, you know, Vince didn't die for this to happen, to be honest. Um, but the mere fact that this is happening um, so quickly after he's out of the picture entirely is a, uh, a very interesting move. Um, 
we knew that it would be just a matter of time until it happened. Um, but yeah, to see Kevin Dunn, somebody who's been there from since before the beginning, realistically, um, of what we know. Yeah, it, this is a major, major thing. And it was definitely going to happen. But now that it's here, it's like, oh, shit, that actually happened. So, sure. Um, George, again, uh, you know, you've watched WWE, uh, like you kind of said, uh, from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, one of the things that I didn't realize was that Kevin Dunn goes back to Vince Sr. Uh, and that's where he I started. think his dad worked for the two. Yeah. Yep. So that's, I mean, that's really interesting. Um, but at the same time, you know, everything that you knew as uh, the WWE from, let's say, the late 80s, then the mid 90s, then the Attitude Era. And then it kind of just became almost like a machine from, you know, that ruthless aggression era until, you know, recently. Um, you just had a lot of the same stuff. Is there relevancy in the fact that even though he created all this, uh, you know, in terms of a big scale and something that is kind of the blueprint for people to do pro wrestling in a certain way, um, did it just become stale and, and is now potentially now something that new doors can open and possibly having younger blood in there could almost elevate and change the game. I wouldn't say exactly stale, but there's positives and the negatives, right? If we all start, if we all start our own business, I think nothing would make us happier than to be able to take the foot off the pedal and for the business to be a little more self-sufficient, right? Without us having to make, cause maybe we can go do other things or maybe we want to be as involved as we want, you know, but I think from a business standpoint, I think, uh, for us to kind of, you know, hamster on the wheel, that's not necessarily a bad thing for the most part. Uh, at the same time, though, like it is always good as a fan to have like fresh eyes, I think. And I've said this many, many, many times, whether this is a Vince McMahon thing or a Kevin Dunn thing. I think at many times, uh, maybe not so much recently, but obviously in the previous decade, uh, the WWE looked a little too polished a little too well produced a little too like like the, the whatever the opposite of spontaneous is and i think wrestling is is best uh when when it is spontaneous when it when it feels spontaneous obviously you can't have that all the time because if you always look spontaneous then what are you going to be now you know right? right so i i think in some ways i and maybe you guys know why does people why do people not like kevin dunn cuz when i saw that he was leaving i saw and again People on a people on Twitter, their opinions don't really matter, uh, and and I mean that as in like you have people with like ten followers yeah. Yeah. trying to say something or ten million marks, or yeah, or you have people that do get do have followers but know what to say to get the reaction. Yeah. With that said, though, like what is it? What is it about like Kevin Dunn that people don't like? Because I see more of like a revolutionary as opposed to a guy that like oh I hope he burns in hell. Steve, because I saw that a lot. So, I mean, uh, the thing that I think that a lot of people know Kevin Dunn for is, you know, him and his comments that he made to to Vince. Um, 
you know, it, it, it's right in the, right in this article. Um, it even mentions it specifically. He often on headsets would make comments to McMahon about the mm-hmm. appearance of wrestlers, male and female to get McMahon to laugh or just express mm-hmm. his opinion. Um, and if Dunn liked a wrestler or disliked a wrestler, his opinion actually carried weight with Vince. So it was, it was one of those things where, you know, he was very, very critical of a lot of things, which being critical is one thing, but taking it to an extreme that, you know, people will harbor some, some ill will toward. And I think that unfortunately that's what overshadowed what Kevin Dunn did and what all he brought to WWE. Uh, I, I agree completely with what you were saying, George. Um, yeah. The, the production value of WWE definitely almost felt a bit sterile and it, um, it didn't have that spontaneity as you were mentioning completely. So yeah, spot on. I, I, and I will say this too. I know a lot of, I know I know a lot of other chatter I saw was like, Oh, now we're not going to see 30 camera cuts in 10 seconds. So I was watching AEW uh, this past yeah. week and obviously rampage collision, all that jazz. And I noticed there were a lot of things that, uh, uh, that maybe should have been cut to a different angle, right? A lot of things that kind of like, uh, and again, and again, not to like, I'm not here to expose anything, but also at the same time, like, uh, we all see a lot of, uh, um, sound effects being made, uh, you know, in certain matches. And sometimes it's very obvious, uh, to the viewer at home, uh, th- those sound effects. I know when I was a kid and I was like, or, you know, when I was younger, I'd be like, oh, my God, like that was definitely real because it sounded real. And I would literally like I would rewind it to be like, oh, see, like that at that moment is when the sound effect was made because, you know, that was that person really hitting somebody in the face or somebody really super kicking me in the face, you know. But I don't have to wonder uh, with if I was a kid, I wouldn't have to wonder in AEW because I see that happen in terms of like. Oh look, that's when that wrestler slapped their thigh to make that sound effect, you know. So for all those people that that you know, oh my god, now we're not going to see all these camera cuts. Sometimes they're necessary to to keep up the illusion of pro wrestling, I, you know. So it's it just not funny how people like to pick and choose their battles, and people like to like argue, but also kind of for completely um, ignore certain things just for the sake of the argument. Right. And that happens all the time, not just in wrestling, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I heard that chatter as well. I, I heard some rumors as far as like, Oh, Kevin Dunn wasn't really a fan of Billy Kay, but where, where does that come from? You know, like nobody's ever admitted that to me, or I never heard that in interviews that just like, Oh, Billy Kay got fired. So it must be somebody's fault or, I don't know. It just, obviously and, and it all happens in real life as well. We're like, oh, yeah. we all know how rumors get started. So, you know, it can, things can trickle from something from a, from a miscommunication to something where it's like, oh, the so-and-so doesn't like so-and-so, so that so screw that person, you know? So, I mean, I don't know. I kind of take those with a grain of salt at the same time. There's, there's a hypersensitivity now, too, that, you know, you know let's face it, for years, um, I mean, it's, it was the old boys network, and that's that's how things were uh, i think people are very uh up at arms now about everything and again the relevancy of someone like billy k wasn't really relevant that's not i disagree 
<laughs> I think I think up until when she got fired, she was a perfect example of maximizing her minutes when she was coming out with the resume and trying to be like Carmela's little whatever person. I thought she was amazing, and then lo and behold, she got fired like a couple days later. Uh, but but what I'm yeah, saying, I, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, she's not you know she's not earning you money. Yeah. Um, but you brought up something, George, that I think is very very relevant and rob you would be someone who definitely would know about this because you've kind of said it before and that is in the mid 90s the wwe the product that kevin dunn was putting out there was very sterile and very uh you know (laughs) that that end of the cartoonish before the attitude era and there was one fresh product and you were watching it. And that's the ECW. What I mean, what is the difference that you can bring to a pro wrestling show when you have a scale and scope as big as the WWE does, but yet the fans gravitated towards something that was a little more, uh, you know, raw, underground, a little different. Uh, you're seeing a fan base that. Uh, now enjoys that in GCW. So, you know, does Kevin Dunn leaving open the door for, you know, new production value that might be a little more gritty, that might be a little more uh, on the real side, uh, as opposed to... I'll say this. I, I trashed NXT nonstop. And then I looked back at a lot of those matches and I saw what WWE was trying to do. They always want to have their own in-house stuff. They don't want you leaving the reservation. Oh, you want to watch an indie show? We have our own indie show. It's called NXT. And those matches were within WWE's playpen. They had gritty matches. They had some good stuff going on. They built up stars. Um, They experiment. And it was a good product. Now it looks like Family Double Dare. It looks, and I love Family Double Dare. Looks <laughs> fucking ridiculous. I want Mark Summers Get to come out. Mark there. Summers out there, and, and and I want them to just throw slime and gack at people because that's what it looks like, and that's what it feels like. All of the matches feel really fucking fuzzy, and some of the people escape the, the labyrinth and they get out and they get to the main card and and, and they find a way, like La Knight. A lot don't. Um, but there was nothing like ECW because ECW was a 24-hour home shopping network of violence. You could tune in to the MSG network at any time of the day and see a fucking savage match. And they're and, and their garbage wrestlers are legendary wrestlers. You know, Tajiri matches were like the, the garbage matches. Like, and they would be constantly fucking, you know, teasing the Sabu match. And you're like, oh my God. Oh, Taz. Oh. We're going to have Taz for you later on tonight. It's going to be Taz, and he's going to fucking strap M80s to someone's fingers and blow off the goddamn fingers. It's going to be fucking amazing. And you're like, oh, my God. This... And Al Snow's, you know, rocking people in the nuts with bowling balls. And you're like, this is insanely manic. Yeah. WWE has nothing like this. And they tried to do it later on. They would have... Wasn't it there that one Halloween Havoc when they bought the rights to that? And they had like a zombie come out when they had when they first bought ECW. WWE does not know how to be spontaneous. They don't. Kevin Patrick is not spontaneous. 
Michael Cole is not spontaneous. In fact, Michael Cole ruins every goddamn segment you hand him because he has to explain everything like you're two. I hate Michael Cole. I fuck, And that was the smart thing in the 90s. They knew he was a goddamn nerd, so all the wrestlers treated him like one and beat the living piss out of him. Nobody does that. I want Michael Cole to be back in the back locker room getting the shit kicked out of him again. All right? He sucks. He really sucks. And know, I, 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 I hated Michael Cole for years, and now I think Michael Cole is yeah. probably the best announcer, better than JR. You ever. know what Michael Cole is? Michael Cole is that stepdad who bangs your mom quietly and you don't hear it. He's just quiet about it. He keeps her happy. And he doesn't hit you that much. And once in a while, he puts a few bucks in your pocket. He doesn't hit you that much. That much. (laughs) You know, that's what Michael Cole is. Michael Cole's like, you know what? No, I'm not Jim Ross or Jerry the King Lawler, but I'm the best you've got, damn it. Now you're going to enjoy tonight's lineup. And now I'm going to explain to you everything you need to know about this list. Even though you've been watching it nonstop for 20 fucking years, I'm going to patronize the shit out of this audience. And, And that's the thing. WWE is like the meme of all of the people on social media following a fad and then the big brand come and takes it over and now everyone's bored with it. That's what he is. That's what the WWE is. But the WWE had Vince McMahon and Michael Dunn. As far as the Vincent, you know, the the the, the uh, Tarantino-like camera moves where I'm having a seizure watching a match, WrestleMania 17, Rock vs. Stone Cold Cold was cinematic because they were doing slow shots. They were zooming in. It was like watching Raging Bull with those two. When they zoom in and do the hard camera and they zoom in on the two of them with the red hue around them and the light, that spotlight, and you're like, God damn, this match is that big. Versus now, it looks like every movie out there in Hollywood. It looks like a Michael Bay production. That's what I don't like about WWE. And if and if Dunn is the, the primary driving force behind that kind of crap, and yes, you want to kind of cover up all of the sound effects of the leg slapping. But then Vince McMahon was also the guy who said, don't slap your leg anymore. Well, so then we had a bunch of fucking, you know, sweet shit music that had no sound whatsoever. So they don't, they did that for a while. Remember that. They did that for a while. There were a lot of super kicks about three or four years ago where there was no sound. And I'm like, no, no, I, I don't like this. I, I, I don't want Super Kick Light. I want the original brand. Super Kick Zero sucks. Give me the original recipe. This sucks. I don't care. If Moxley's sitting there with a fucking razor's knife and he's butchering up his face, bad. But if Moxley has to slap his thigh a couple of times, cool. I'm for that. I don't mind. I don't mind that. I don't mind done so much. What this says to me is, okay, now, Vince, your guys are gone. My guys are in. And guess what now? Now we've got bleeding on Friday night. Okay. Is it ridiculous? No. Is it well done? It's tasteful. It's tasteful bleeding. I don't want the black and white cameras like they did in one one Impact Wrestling show where Mm -hmm. Rockstar Spud, they had to do gray screen because he was gushing blood. No. Please. If your little 30-pound British guy is a bleeder, don't care. Give me the color. This isn't this, you know, th- you know, this isn't human centipede. All if right. You, if you're a little British guy is a bleeder, you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> so uh sorry, my twigs and cherries are all right. Oh no. All right. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna end it there uh for uh this count. Um 
if you want to More than uh, a two count if you're bleeding out <laughs> well we're going to jump into three count uh if you're listening on the podcast app you can catch it tomorrow on uh, tuesday and um you can also uh if you're watching on uh video see it on tuesday as well so uh thank you for tuning in and uh we're gonna jump on over to the third count and talk a little bit about the uh black british pool combat people who do things on AEW. <laughs> they're black yeah, okay. you never know mm -hmm. uh